What's up, Purpose Driven Entrepreneurs? It's me, your host, Timmy Bauer. And my guest today is Annie Scranton. She is the president and founder of Pace PR. She has eight plus years experience as a TV producer at major networks, including CNN, Fox News, CNBC, MSNBC, and ABC's Good Morning America. For the past decade, Annie has been leveraging this experience and expertise to grow her own agency, Pace PR where she focuses on getting her clients like Consensus, Hint Water, Fast Company, and others regular TV and media coverage to build their brands. Annie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. Uh, like I said, before I hit record this show, it might as well be called Entrepreneurs on Their Deathbed. I ask <laughs> successful entrepreneurs how they hope to be remembered when they die. What, uh, what is, have you thought about that very much? Not until one second ago. Um, <laughs> uh, That's no. great. Um, <laughs> no, when you think about when you think about legacy or or like the impact that you hope to make on this earth, what comes? What jumps out at you? I mean, I, this is sounds so basic, but really at the core of it, I I just I want to be remembered for being a good person, for lending a helping hand, um, and for being just a contributive contributing productive member of society, um, how that breaks down to my specific life, um, in a personal life, obviously just doing what I can to prepare my daughter to be a productive human being, um, in, in society in regards to my work and my agency. Um, I think first and foremost, I'm very proud of the fact that I employ 15 people. And so um, if, if nothing else, that legacy of, you know, knowing that I, I contributed um, productively to create job creation um, actually leaves me feeling really, really good. Um, and at the core of our client work, you know, we we do work with larger brands and more well-known brands, as you just mentioned, but we also work with a lot of entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, startups who don't really have um, a way to get their story told in the media if it were not for retaining us, you know, or working with a PR firm. So I'm very proud of being able to help support smaller businesses who are doing important work and to help sort of push them to that next level. So that would be nice if that's how people remembered me and our company. Yeah. For sure. I love that I'm the first person that's ever asked you that question. I mean, I've thought like existentially, like, why am I here? Like, what am I doing? You know, but never so much in terms of I'm starting to get more into the sort of the thought process of the question you asked, because now we're about to be 11 years in business. You know, we have a more robust staff and, you know, just in light of, of recent current events, there's just so much more of an emphasis now making sure your work culture, you know, is really a place that people are proud of and can thrive in and can grow in. And so, you know, thinking we spend a lot of time, myself and my, my two senior management um, leaders, thinking about just how we can foster the talent that we and nurture the the talent that we have currently um so we can retain them and and help them be you know as as good at their jobs as possible and that's been really rewarding as well yeah um you mentioned just the feeling of being able to employ people i relate to that so much um it's probably one of my favorite things about building a business uh, aside from like the actual thing that I'm doing. So for me personally, I, I'm either lucky or just stubborn, 
but the thing that my business does is the thing that I'm the most passionate about. Um, but, but second to that, and honestly, a pretty close second to that is the feeling of like, oh, like people are, are paying their bills because something that I created is successful. Like, I don't even feel like I deserve to feel that feeling. Well, I think like for me, I always worked at very large scale corporations, like you mentioned CNN or Fox News or, you know, CNBC. And so, you know, when you get your direct deposit every, every other week, it's just like some faceless, you know, organization that's paying you, you don't think about it, but, you know, when you're an entrepreneur and you build a business and then, you know, you are responsible for making that payroll every two weeks and making sure the business is in a place to keep growing and thriving, you know, I take a lot of pride in that. Um, and, and I'm proud of the fact that, I, that I'm able to do that. Um, I mean, but certainly the, the work and the passion behind the work is what started me, you know, in doing all of this. And there's so many elements of it that I still really enjoy. Um, but, you know, getting fulfillment from the, the managerial, you know, cr creating jobs, like creating a, a, a cool and warm and nurturing office environment um, has, has been a surprising, you know, area for me where I felt um, a lot of reward. Yeah. Why did you choose growing agencies as the thing that you wanted to build a company doing? Well, I didn't really set out with that intention in mind. Um, I kind of fell into entrepreneurship as many do, but uh, my personal story is I was working at CNBC as a producer. Um, the show I was working on got canceled and I found myself without a job, without really a lot of money and savings. I was like 28 years old. And um, I sent an email to everyone in my orbit saying, I need a job. And I got an email back that really changed the course of my entire life. It was from a publicist. I had booked his clients on CNBC and he emailed me in response and said, I don't think you've had any formal PR training or you've done any pitching, but if you're up for it and you think you could get my client booked he uh, his client was a trader who wrote a book on the markets if you could get him booked on any cnbc show i'll pay you 500 bucks and i was like all right well let me try and i sent the info to my friend in the newsroom and she was like oh he's great can he come on tomorrow and that was like my light bulb moment where i just realized I had worked at all these different networks, um, getting booked on television and getting placed in the media is really challenging unless you know the right people and you know the what stories are going to resonate and sort of how it all works. And it was at that moment that I was like, realized that was kind of like my special currency. And so I just kept doing it on the side and um, took another full-time job. But um, after about a year and a half of sort of doing it on my own, I officially launched and incorporated. And um, yeah, that was 11 years ago. That's amazing. What do you think you'd be doing if you weren't doing that? Or what is another thing that you'd like to build or do? Well, it's funny you ask, because we were just talking about this on our, we have a morning meeting every meeting, every morning, and we, somehow the topic of what would you do, you know, if you, this wasn't yeah. your job? And my answer it's was one of my favorite would, questions to ask. 
I would be um, working for the New York Yankees in some capacity, um, likely as their on-air reporter um, would be my dream job to interview all the Yankees um, or or doing PR for them or doing something, you know, involved with the Yankees organization because I love them and they're my favorite. Um, If I if I had never started in PR, honestly, I don't. That's such a good question. I've never been, I, I don't think anyone's ever asked me that. I mean, I, I might still be in TV, although, you know, I feel like I got out at just the right time because when I was working in TV, the news was so much more diverse, you know, in terms of there would be more medical or tech news or international news, you know, it just became so political um, yeah. and highly charged. I don't think I could handle it anymore. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I have a for fun question for you. So Annie, okay. um, I'm a kid's book author uh, and I believe that you can't leave a legacy or have an impact on the coming generation unless you can reach their hearts. So my for fun question for you is what's a topic or idea that you would make a kid's book about if you could? Oh my God. <laughs> a, topic, <laughs> a topic or idea that I yeah. can make a kid's book out of. Yeah. Well, you, so you've got a daughter who's two. Mm-hmm. What are some things that you're like, man, I don't think she's going to get this from school. And I don't think that she's going to get this from TV. Uh, I really want her to grow up having this or understanding this or feeling I mean, this. You know, something that's on my mind a lot lately is just, you know, the concept of of privilege. And certainly I grew up being very privileged um, and and my daughter will as well. Um, So it's so important to me and I haven't figured it out yet how I'm going to do it, but to make sure she just like at a very early age has a, has an understanding of just like that's there's so many different types of people who live so differently and who have so much less means than we do. And um, it's hard to kind of like think about how to teach that to a two-year-old. I mean, I don't know that you really can. Uh, maybe she has to be a little bit older. Um, but, you know, I'm reading um, a book right now called The Reluctant Prince, and it's on the life of JFK Jr. And it talks about how Jackie sent him on all this missionary work, you know, to third world countries. And it just really shaped his global view and the work he wanted to do um, in his short life. And if there was yeah. a way to write a kid's book about just the fact that, you know, there are people who have nothing and just to understand the concept of that. Um, so that way there's empathy. And just um, also when you're, when you get older and there's issues that people are debating in politics or, or social justice or whatever, you know, I think a lot of people are so quick to just be like, I know the answer, you know, it's this. And just having a way to teach my kid, like, no, wait, like before you form your opinion, just there's so many other opinions out there that you need to be aware of. Like I I was just seeing on Twitter today, like somebody tweeted and they said, black people like name the stupidest reason you were ever pulled over by a cop. And there was like 10,000 comments of, of, of black people who were recounting really stupid reasons they were pulled over probably just because they were black. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just now at age 41, like really starting to understand, I think like the experience other people have had in their life. That's so different from mine. And I, I want my daughter Rose to understand that experience at a much younger age than, than where I am currently. 
Yeah, it's such a difficult uh, thing. I, I really like the point of, um, you know, you you want them to get global exposure and have a global understanding of the world. Yes. And uh, that's something that I, I, I want to have. You know, I, I want to go on mission trips or maybe mission trips isn't the right thing to do because I have heard that mission trips are just so often way more about the experience of the missionaries than they end mm. up being about helping the people that it's supposed to help. So I would need to like dig into that and, and try to understand that. But but yeah, that's a that's a that's something that we all need. <laughs> Desperately. I mean, right? Like, I, I mean, you know, I, I had like the best childhood, but I didn't go out of the country until I was like a teenager, you know, and then it was like to a Caribbean island. Like, I, you know, I want, I want my daughter to get her hands dirty and to see some real real stuff up close and personal. And, and to your point, I do too. You know, I feel like we all, we, we all would benefit so much from a little more of that global experience. Yeah. So Annie, I have a, um, a, a, a agency business um, and I'm trying to grow my personal brand as a solopreneur. What's some advice that you have for me as somebody with all the experience that you have? Well, I think when you're thinking about branding, you have to think about what is your elevator pitch? So in 30 seconds or less, how can you describe what you do, who you are, and why the person who's listening should care what's in it mm. for them? Because um, I, I think that's the part that people miss, you know, and it's like, we're so inundated with information and there's not enough time in the day to get everything done. So if someone's going to listen to your pitch, you better be able to describe why they're going to yeah. like be better can you, for it. Can you, can you help me with this live? So, so here's the thing. So the business is called Dinosaur House and we turn industry leaders into kids book authors. Now how, so that I can clearly and succinctly say what the company does. What about the, the other two pieces, getting them to care uh, and and like, why me, I guess? I, what was the other, what were the other two things? Yeah, like what sets you apart, you know, from others in the space? So Currently, I don't know I'm the only others. company that's doing it. <laughs> okay, well, then that's definitely a, you should, that should be in there in that elevator pitch for sure that you're the only person who's doing this. And I would say the reason why <clears throat> CEOs or major leaders should um, should consider working with you and writing a kid's book is because not only will it open up their personal profile in a way that they probably haven't But there, besides the joy and the creativity that's going to come along with the process, and they might really enjoy it, um, I'm sure there's some sort of charitable component in it that they can feel, or there could be, that they could feel really good about. But the thing that I think is a real selling point is nowadays, um, consumers are buying the CEO or the founder of a brand as much as they're buying the brand. And so yeah. if they know like, okay, I love Lululemon and, and I'm a mom of I have four kids and I see that the founder of Lululemon wrote a kid's book, that is going to get number one in my brain in, yeah. in the zeitgeist where I'm going to consider buying them more, but also I'm going to probably want to buy the book for the kids. Cause I'm gonna be like, I love Lululemon. Let's see what they wrote about, you know? So I think bringing it back to the fact that it is going to help their bottom line, um, you know, in that in more in that rounding out their personal profile and in the thought leadership way, way a little bit more would be probably a good selling point. 
I love it. Thank you so much for letting me be selfish there. (laughs) Annie, um, uh, it's been wonderful talking to you. How should listeners connect with you? You can find me online at Pace, P-A-C-E, publicrelations.com, or you could send me a DM on Twitter. It's at Annie Scranton. Twitter. Okay. Got it. That's your main channel. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a news junkie. So yes. (laughs) Understandable. Okay. Thank you so much for being on my show. Thank you. 